Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. How are you all? We hope you're doing well. We hope you read along with us this month. Yes, it's book club. And if not, that's okay, because we'll tell you all about it. Yes, and if you want to read it and you haven't yet, just hit pause. Yep, come back. Visit us later. The glory of a book club podcast is you're not t- your schedule's not tied down to the last something of every month or the first something of every month. I know. It's whatever it works for you. It's the best part of a it book is podcast the best book part. club. But before we jump into talking about The Collected Regrets of Clover, which is this month's book club pick, um, we need to announce next month. Are you ready for it? So excited. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I'm, a li- I'm super nervous. But I'm kind of excited. We're really going out on a limb with this one. This is outside of more so Jamie's. Completely outside of my genre. Yes. I, I dabble. You dabble in this but genre. But even this feels almost like, I don't know, it's like a little bit real life. When you that they hear, twist real things. Yeah. When you hear the synopsis of it, it's even going to be like, wait, 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 what? Yes. What? We hope you'll stick with us because we're going to want your input. We Yes. Please read with us. Our book for this month, for the month of September, is Shark Heart by Emily Habeck. Ooh. It's and a beautiful cover. It, can I just say? And that is really like, A, I want to read it because everybody's talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. B, it's a beautiful cover. Gorgeous. C, am I interested? I would not normally pick this genre, but you got two out of the threes, and so I'm here. And it's getting really good reviews. Yeah, great reviews. So I am... We're, we're going to go for it. Nervous and excited. If and you, all We're going to read the synopsis, and you will see what we're talking about. It's so crazy. Um, this book does have a 4.3 rating on Goodreads. Mm-hmm. Oh, so far, it's only got about 2,500 ratings. So mm-hmm. we it could use some more ratings to help boost that. But it, people are enjoying it. Yeah. That's a high, like, overall mm-hmm. rating. Okay, here is the synopsis. A gorgeous debut novel of marriage, motherhood, metamorphosis, metamorphosis and letting go this intergenerational love story begins with newlyweds ren and her husband lewis a man who over the course of nine months transforms into a great white shark for lewis and ren their first year of marriage is also their last a few weeks after their wedding lewis receives a rare diagnosis he will retain most of his consciousness, memories, and intellect, but his physical body will gradually turn into a great white shark. <laughs> I can't even <laughs> keep a straight face with that. Uh, I can't wait to find out what that. As Lewis develops the features and impulses of one of the most predatory creatures in the ocean, his complicated artist's heart struggles to make peace with his unfulfilled dreams. At first, Ren internally resists her husband's fate. Is there a way for them to be together after Lewis changes? Then, a glimpse of Lewis's developing carnivorous nature activates long-repressed memories for Ren, whose story vacillates between her childhood living on a houseboat in Oklahoma, her time with a college ex-girlfriend, and her unusual friendship with a woman pregnant with twin birds. I'll just... Let that sit there for a second. 
(laughs) Sharks and twin Mm. birds. Okay. Woven throughout this bold novel is the story of Ren's mother, Angela, who becomes pregnant with Ren at 15 in an abusive relationship amidst her parents' crumbling marriage. In the present, all of Ren's grief eventually collides, and she is forced to make an impossible choice. A sweeping love story that is at once lyrical and funny, airy and visceral, Shark Heart is an unforgettable, gorgeous novel about life's perennial questions, the fragility of memories, finding joy amidst grief, and creating a meaningful life. This daring debut marks the arrival of a wildly talented new writer abounding with originality, humor, and heart. Wow. There is so much to unpack there, and yet you can't unpack it until you've read it. (laughs) I know. Because that's... I think we're going to have a whole lot to talk about. I think so, too. Um, Do you have a friend who's pregnant with twin birds? I don't know anyone actually. Hmm pregnant with twin birds this is a new release it came out just earlier in august um hopefully you can find it at your library i haven't looked at ours yet jamie have you i've i have not i was gonna say i thought i had it on hold but (laughs) it is super um long wait for us 22 (laughs) weeks at our library oh i think we'll get it (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to buy that one. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, if you go to Salt Lake City Library, it's you 12 weeks. lucky duck. But still 12 weeks. That's probably not going to cut it, but we'll give it a try. Yeah, give it a go. We'll keep it there um, and see. I'm excited. I'm actually really excited to talk I about I don't know this. what it is. Like, normally that is super bizarre. Yes. And I think I'd be like, whatever. But the cover, well, I can't let go of it. Right. So many people like, are talking about is it. Is it a, like this disease literally turns you into a shark? Right. Or is this a metaphor for? Like, I did wonder this. A shark metaphor? Or do they need to get an aquarium for him to live in? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. And, and like. I imagine sometimes there's diagnoses that we can mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. in real life right. that might like resemble it being harsh like a really shark. harsh. Yes. That's what I And I'm, so I'm wondering if there's like but drawing then throwing on parallels. In baby twin birds. That's where it threw me. I was like, maybe they're really talking about a shark. <laughs> but then like where do you keep a shark? Well, and you, then is you it your husband or is a it a person? Pet? Right. It's a person. If this is a disease, is there like a special facility for all the people who are turning into sharks? It is rare. It is rare. But not but unheard if you can of. Be, they knew what it was. If you can be born a bird. That's true. I don't know. Do they talk? Hmm. A talking shark. I'm curious. Blah, 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 blah. That's what it would sound like because they're underwater. I'm curious. I'm I have curious. a lot of questions. I can't answer any of them yet, but we will. Okay. We'll get there. I'm actually really excited for September. I I am too. Bring it on. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, but today, oh, first, let's take a break. Yes. Okay, we're back. And now let's talk all things The Collected Regrets of Clover by Mickey Brammer. I'm super excited. Here is your spoiler alert. Yes. We are now talking all things 
Three collected regrets collected. of clover. Yep. It's okay. kind of a mouthful. Um, before we jump into like our um, dissection, mm-hmm. I did want to shout out to Miss Emily Books. Okay. On Instagram. Yes. She read along with us this month and gave her review on her Instagram. Oh, Check her out. Let's hear Miss it. Miss Emily Books, MS Emily Books. It's all one word. Okay. Um and I wanted to read hers her review. I thought it was so great. Thank you for tagging us. Um here you go. She quotes the book I've watched you spend your life trying to help people have a beautiful death, the thing you couldn't give your grandpa. But the secret to a beautiful death is to live a beautiful life, putting your heart out there, letting it get broken, taking chances, making mistakes. Promise me, kid, that you'll let yourself live, is the quote she Mm -hmm. took from the book, which was so beautiful. Yes. I agreed with that. She said, Emily says, one thing I really liked about the This Is Your Book Club podcast is that it has introduced me to books that probably would never even have been on my radar. Shark heart. (laughs) Just saying. Yep. I hadn't even heard of this book until it became the August pick. This book came out in May, and it is a debut book. The main character in the book is a death doula, which is something I've never heard of before. Another thing I really liked about this book is that the F word was only used twice, and there were no other curse words in the whole book. I am counting it as a book that sends you down a rabbit hole for the 52 book challenge. I really like this book by a debut author and I'm giving it five stars. Fantastic. Five stars. Five stars. Woo. Emily liked it. That is awesome. That's a great review. I know. I loved it. And I was so glad that she tried something new. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agreed. For. It was kind of nice. To, sometimes I think we're we're getting to a place in our society where there feels like they need to use language, right? And sometimes it just it's not adding to your book, right? And I do think as you know, society changes, mm-hmm. it becomes more common, mm-hmm. and so it is more common in, in the workplace. It's more common in everyday conversations it's more common in books so to have something that we didn't need it yeah and still and was a great still book. a great read yeah right i thought that was nice yeah i agree anyway it was such a good review and i wanted to share that so if you guys do that if you are reviewing the books that we're reading let us know give yeah. us a tag tag us on it and we'd we'll, love to share we'd love it to share your reviews for sure um jamie what did yeah. you what did you give it i gave it four stars um, I gave it four stars. So we're, yeah, right, this is highly Right there. Rated. I really yeah. enjoyed it. And one of the things that I really liked about this, and I know this is jumping to the end already, and maybe I should hold off, but I loved that, well, I don't always love that every book has to have a romantic interest. That's sure. not real life. It's not real life. Now, I love a good romance or a rom-com, mm-hmm. but I think it is all too cliche that there is a romantic interest that in a story. that's actually what makes it good. Yes. Is that they end up with a romantic, a romantic. interest. Yes. So, as I was reading this book and I'm thinking of who's, what's the grandson's name? Sebastian. Sebastian. I'm thinking of Sebastian and they're like, not spending really clicking, time. but I spending know. time together. And I was like... You don't have to fall in love with him. That's, yeah. I kind of was you not might rooting be lonely, for it. But like, you don't have common interests and yeah. you don't like things about him. Yeah. So, 
I agree. I, I did have those thoughts. That the love interest, even though there was one, was not the most likely. It, that character mm-hmm. didn't come mm-hmm. in till very later, way past half of the book, mm-hmm. and it wasn't just a. I liked the way they wrote it in. Yes. Like she didn't go with him on a vacation at the end. She went on her own. She can stand alone. He supported her in, in her aspirations. Yes, and then met her at the end. And I so I loved that. Yeah. I loved I, I the way totally it was agree. written in. I totally agree. It was really and well who done. it was. Mm-hmm. And I loved it at the very end when they were like, they missed their true love if they could have been together. But if they would, I wouldn't have Hugo. Hugo wouldn't be here and I wouldn't have mine. So I just, I love, you know, Mm -hmm. life happens. Yeah. And there are so many unforeseen things and we make choices. And sometimes we regret those choices. Yeah. But beautiful things can come from regretted choices. Yeah. And I really loved that with who she was with and, um, and that point. Yeah. I I was very grateful that she didn't end up with Sebastian or even yeah. try dating him. Like, yeah. they were because not he was a match. A, he, and he was fine. There was nothing wrong with Sebastian. But I just, yeah, I, I wasn't rooting for it. And so I was pleasantly surprised when she was having feelings for Hugo. Which I love that his name's Hugo after his... The other thing that I liked about the romantic involvements between both, right, Mm -hmm. was that she could specifically point out things that didn't mesh with her values. Right. Right. Like with Sebastian, she, you know, he didn't leave a tip. He wasn't a good tipper. Oh, yeah. And her kind of took advantage. Like that was ingrained in her. That was tip. important yeah. to her as a part of her values. That's what she had been. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he you know, didn't read books. He didn't read that books. That was a big red flag for yeah. me. He didn't necessarily, even though he loved and adored his grandma, he wasn't the one there spending the time with her. Right. He cared enough to get. Clover to do that. Right. So that was, it wasn't that he was a bad person. No. It was just that for Clover, the greatest thing important to her was spending time with her grandpa. Mm -hmm. And she never would have, had she known he was dying, not been the person to be with him. Right. You know, these are like big, like, yes, value things that she was able to notice that they weren't matching, even though she didn't, it wasn't a clue to her to be like, oh, this isn't. He's not right for me. Right. She could notice that she didn't like it. But then with Hugo, those kinds of things, right? Like he went ahead. He drove them. Follow me. I know this isn't safe. I want you to follow me. Like he goes out of his way to be this certain kind of person that lined up with her values. I thought that was so good. Anyway, that was such a weird part of it. It was a small part of it. But I loved loved that little part of it. I also really liked when she talks about that she wasn't there when her grandpa died and that he died alone. And that really caused some trauma with her. Um, And then she, you know, she kind of realizes, well, even if I had been in the country, I might not have been with him, like in his office. He probably most likely, I mean, there's all those unknowns in life. And when my grandpa was um, kind of going downhill, having, um, you know, just one thing after another, and we knew the end was imminent, not like within weeks, but we knew it was going in that direction. And we had planned or were talking about planning a trip 
And I was, and I was like, we just can't, I don't know where my grandpa will be then. Like it was a couple months out. Well, we can't stop planning our life. Right. You know, for now, if it had Mm -hmm. been, he's got a couple of weeks to live and we had had like, yeah, then we stick around, but this was months out. Yeah. And I was just having some anxiety about it because I just didn't know. I didn't know where he'd be or how far along. a lot about him. And I didn't, yeah. And then it also kind of feels like to plan a vacation when you know, you know, yeah. he's, he's down in his last year. I mean, that's what it was at. It wasn't sure. the last weeks. It was, oh, that's hard. You know, Jamie. so I, and, and then I had to remember like, we still go on, we still plan our lives and do it. And if he happens to die around then, then we cancel our trip, you know, but so we can't be stuck, I guess. You don't want to be stagnant. What if? I better stay here in case yeah. this happens because there's always going to be an in case Which this, is super interesting in because that's what's happened to Clover, right? Except for it's happened in reverse. Mm-hmm. Instead of it happening before her grandpa died, right. Right. it happens like he's already gone, but yet right. that's where she's stuck. Right. Yeah. Which was super hard to watch her. Yeah. I got to say, there was like a point in the book where I got annoyed. Like um, she just kept making the same mistakes with closing people out and like isolating herself Mm -hmm. and i just a part of me wondered like do you have like a social issue and so that's why you do this it's like easy to talk to people who are gonna die right but then you realize at the end that's not even the case but that's what it felt like yeah for a while there that she couldn't even commit to a friendship because that might take too much i almost thought like do you have asperger's or autism like some sort of what's happening here that you can't socialize with people in a normal way but then it was really just her fear of losing people but then she also was surrounded by people that she was losing right it was this weird conundrum yes yeah it was yeah and the p like but you have to think about she pretty much was raised by elderly people like even when she was with her parents she was left with that lady and in my head i assumed she was an older lady maybe not but then her grandpa and the lady at the bookstore was older so she is not used to the generation that she actually is in which is much quicker paced than what she's used to communicating with the elderly and so yeah, so then she goes to being a doula because that's what she knows. She knows how to talk to elderly people. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was surprising to me when I found out that she had like a bustling college life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It was like, wait, you did all these things all and over now the place. you just do this? Yeah. That was I thought it was really cool what she studied, though the the yeah. death ceremonies or the death fascinating, really fascinating. Like I kind of was like, tell me more about I, that. And I'd say that is my one regret in this book is I really thought I was going to find out more about the traditions and the death it cafes was super and the interesting. I thought we were gonna it was gonna go a little more dark. It didn't really, and it didn't. Um, but that doesn't mean I didn't like it. Sure, it absolutely sure, was mean. not what I expected. It wasn't what I expected. What did you think about Sylvie, the next door neighbor? I'm still trying to figure out the importance of Sylvie to the story. I mean, it was her first friend. Yes. That's age appropriate. Age appropriate friend. At first. Okay. Yeah. Listen to this. Okay. I'm hearing. Because I was trying to understand Sylvie. Yeah. And Sylvie was like really outgoing. 
Uh-huh. And like a little bit like over the top aggressive in trying to be her friend. Yeah. I felt like. Okay. Like clearly Clover didn't want a friend. She made right. it very clear. Right. Right. Um, And Sylvie wouldn't give up. I thought I was like trying to figure it out. Maybe a little bit too much. But I thought maybe Leo, uh-huh. her old friend, knew he was getting old and might die soon and didn't want her to be alone. Mm. Hired a friend doula. A friend doula. <laughs> I love that so was like, much. I that have this genius. person that can't have a like can't socialize. She and needs She help needs a friend. So she getting some, a friend. Yes, and she needs help socializing. So and that's she was what a like, doula does. Getting her it to assists. a yoga class, kind of oh like. Oh my gosh! What is that movie where they're like failure to launch? Oh, where yeah. they like hire a girlfriend? Yeah, so that he'll move out. Right. <laughs> That's exactly what she is. That's what I thought Sylvie was. A friend doula. I thought that she was hired because to be she Clover's sure friend. knew a lot from Leo. It about felt that way. Clover. It felt that but way. Now we know that Leo just talked to everybody in the building. But you're right. It could have been a friend. I totally doula. thought that. So then when she wasn't, yeah, I was like, wait, wait I had to like reframe, point? yeah, the way I was thinking about Sylvie. I almost even thought that Sylvie was going to be the romantic interest. Oh, because it talks about how she liked men and women. Yes, and maybe Clover just hadn't realized or discovered yet that she liked women. I thought that's where it was going, and then when she, when because she, she was like, well, I don't know, I've just always. Been attracted because she never had a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But when she thinks about it, she's always been attracted to, to men. men. And so then I, and so I was like, well, maybe she, who knows? <laughs> but then <laughs> when Sebastian came in and she, you know, I was like, okay, it's not Sylvie, but please don't be Sebastian. Don't be Sebastian. I would have liked Sylvie more than Sebastian as yeah. a. And that was weird but- that she was like, the whole like, peeping on the people i mean i like the i i like this the lesson yes of like assuming things about other people right we you can't don't assume. know you don't know you what's don't going know. on behind closed doors right you can look through the windows mm-hmm. which she did creepily and but don't we all want to watch we but i love that she made it her own rom-com yeah she just like with it was a yeah. silent rom-com <laughs> and she gave them their own names. Did Were you like, oh my gosh, that's not even their real names? Because I really thought she knew their names. Oh, I think I understood that she like made them up. But when she yelled them out loud to <laughs> Sylvie, I was like, girl. Yeah. Like, they're not real. Right. I did think that like she, that that impulse to be to like where she freaked out felt like really weird. Mm-hmm. That did feel a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. A little extreme. And when yeah. she even says, I've never yelled before. Right. That was the first I've ever. You yelled over strangers that you yeah. actually don't know. That you know. actually that don't you even really know. admittedly make things up about. Right. Like, that's weird. Yeah. And Sylvie knew. She knew what those binoculars on the counter Yeah, were. she did. Yeah. It's weird that, that she was... didn't say something because she is involved with them. Mm-hmm. Because what if she's seen over there? Exactly. She was. Because if she's involved with both of them. If you know that Clover's spying a little bit, wouldn't you say like, oh, they're my friends. You might, I might see you over here. Right. You might see me come in sometime and then it's going to throw a wrench in your story here. 
Right. But I don't think she knew the full extent of how much she was watching and them. And if these neighbors swing, I'm uh-huh. assuming, or whatever they do, yeah. um, why hasn't she ever seen that? Like, right. where does this happen? Where are they? Yeah. If, yeah. Because she clearly spies a lot. A lot. And she only saw them together. Right. That's Never weird. with anyone else. Well, maybe there's rules to their open marriage that it's not in their house. Then where do but you go? To the other people's house? That's weird. Huh? I, I don't, don't get know. it. I don't get it either. But Anyway, I thought that was super interesting, Ooh. like, add into the whole story. Yeah. It didn't really <laughs> add to the death doula live your life theme. Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> what did you think about not telling Claudia she was dying? Her family not telling her of her diagnosis. I didn't and that like she it. Had. I didn't either. I don't, I don't know. Why is fair. it your choice? I don't yeah. think you get to choose for other people those kinds of things. No, I and I would never, I would never do that to someone. Like no. they deserve to know, just like you know. It's not even your life. Like who's yeah. that easier on? And she was of clear mind, right? So she clearly would have understood. And you are taking away her ability or her to use her time the way she wants to to say the things she wants to say to you know wrap up any loose ends or do the things that she wants to but sebastian's family was really weird about death even to like like i know i know families are like that i know people that are like that but to not even tell her like i feel that's I feel like you would regret that. Yeah. I feel like the time would be gone and you don't know if she wanted to say something to you. Yeah. As she didn't get to say. Um, I don't know. I just, I can't see the good side of that. Right. I really can't. How does her life change by not knowing? Yeah, you're robbing her of being able to say the things she should be saying. Or do the things she wants to do. What if, I know that she's old and stayed home. Mm -hmm. She still didn't leave her house. Yeah. Right? That was her, because she knew and that was her choice. Right. But what if there was one last thing that she was like, you know what? I got to do it. It's been on my back all these years and now Mm -hmm. I feel the urgency and I'm going to do do it. it. All the wrongs that you could make right, apologies. Mm -hmm. I mean, you would just... If you knew you want to. Like now, we don't wrong. always know. Sometimes we just die unexpectedly. Yeah. But if you had the opportunity if you had the time, to know. I would want yeah. to know. I agree. I didn't love it. Yeah. And I don't, like, I think that Sebastian disagreed with his family. Uh-huh. But, yes. like, when, no but one would stand up for it. he still had his issues about... But he Death. couldn't be the one to tell her. Right. I don't know. There was a, there I was felt a, huge a lot of things about it. There. Yeah. Like, we'll take care of her because we feel responsible to, but we actually have zero. It wasn't just feelings of death. It was like he wouldn't say, I love you either. They just didn't do that. That wasn't comfortable. So there were a lot and of any things. Feelings. There were no feelings. This was completely a relationship and duty. But with nothing, I don't like it. Yeah, that's... and I and I kind of thought like like they wouldn't let her have donuts. Like the woman is dying. Give her all the give her donuts. all the donuts like, she wants. This is stupid. She wants to eat donuts at three a.m. You give her donuts exactly. at three a.m. What's the point at at this point? Like you just let her have it. Yeah. Like unless she decides that it doesn't make her feel good, and so she doesn't want it. It's up to her. And she's an adult. She is a grown 
up. She's lived a long enough life she gets to decide what she eats. Because she's not lost those skills, no. like mental abilities. No. But I do love that she's like, I want jam. Actually, I prefer the peanut butter. But I like to give her a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I know. As she should. A little should. bit of spunk. Yeah, she was a spunky lady. I, I, I liked Claudia. I I loved that Claudia was like, yes, I want a family. And this is what you did in the time you got married. And it was kind of arranged, not necessarily the love of her life. But then she said, give me two years. I want to go travel. And she got, like, at least she got that. Yeah. And she wore trousers. And it was a different time. Like, I think yeah. that's something um, that I have to remind myself when I'm, like, reading books like this that go back in time a little bit or touch on the past. And I get very frustrated with, like, the norms. It's so, like, societal suppressing norms. women. Yeah. And, like it's super fr- and I want people to speak yeah. up. And you forget, like, that actually there wasn't was the platform the to standard. speak up yet. It was just yeah. not the same. It's not the same. I have to remind it's not the same as it is now. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate, and it should have never been that way. And but we it still was. have a long ways to go. Yes, absolutely. And we're still way better off than we were. We're, yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, oh, I did. I do. Have. I love that Hugo was like, I like your trousers. There is just something about the fact that she wore trousers that I loved. Yeah. Because it was so uncommon for the time. Totally. And she, her, her having career, a job. Yeah. All, everything like she that did. that kind of a job that was hard. Right. Like she had to go do hard things to do her yeah. job. Yeah. Yeah. But I also kind of wanted to know. Like Hugo's wife. Because with ah. Claudia, you're like, okay, he's the patriarch of the family. And maybe it didn't really matter to him. He was so stoic and, you know, took care of the family and did all the dutiful things. The fact that this wasn't the love of either of their lives, I didn't think much about him. And maybe sure. that is very sexist of me, probably. Sure. But I did <laughs> think about Hugo's oh. wife because... That would be hard. That would be really hard to... Feel from your husband that you're not the love of his life. Like, what was that relationship like? Yeah. I mean, the the grandson, Hugo, uh-huh. did say that they felt like best friends. Okay. That they cared deeply about each other, but it but never felt like yeah, they didn't a love affair. Hug or show a lot of affection towards each other. Yeah. Like, they had a deep care for each other, mm-hmm. but that it wasn't. So, maybe she had a... Different kind of Maybe situation. She had a similar, yeah, that, that it was. allowed them to be together. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I I would be curious too. Yeah. About that, I would have loved to hear, hear a little more about that. I agree. It was good. I liked it though. I did. I really liked. I the book. like, and I also liked that it actually ended up not being what I thought it was going to be. Yes. Because even though I was a little like, ooh, I wanted a little darker and the his more history of. Cult death in different cultures. <laughs> but that's what I was expecting. Right. So it's always fun when you get something that you're not expecting. And it surprises you. Yeah. I I will say really quickly that I loved Leo, the downstairs yes. old man. Oh, I, I love their, their set game with yes. their rules they made up. Mm-hmm. Like if you cancel last minute, you forfeit. And that they were keeping track. I loved him, too. And I loved how he died. Yes. On his terms. With her next to him. Yeah. I kind of felt like to help him. that was sweet. Yeah. And I want her to publish the Book of Regrets. Ooh. I really loved that she tried to make those regrets right by 
eating yes. a mango, yes. by going and doing those things that people had regretted. I loved that tribute. Yes, that was I beautiful. I loved that. I agree. And I would love to read more of people's regrets. I want regrets. to hear the regrets. Yeah. Yes. Why can't we have that? And that it's okay to have a regret. We all do. We all are going to have You're that. lying if you don't. Yeah. Absolutely. You might have come to terms with your regret. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing. But the regret still stands. Absolutely. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I, I know. I really like it. It's so it. good. Yeah. We loved we love this book. I'd love to hear um, any of your thoughts on it. You can find us on Instagram or Facebook. You can email us at this is your book club podcast at gmail.com. Please rate and subscribe and share with your friends. Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. club.